Many had hoped the ACC would do something to keep pace with the Big Ten and the SEC, and a rumor popped up on Tuesday night. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That there is something in the works. Again, just a rumor. We'll get into what that rumor is and how it could impact college football on today's Locked On Boston College. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so on Tuesday night, Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports posted an article that has an interesting rumor about the ACC in it. In his article, he said the ACC and the Pac-12 are looking at creating a, and I quote, loose partnership to help combat what's going on with the SEC and the Big Ten. This loose partnership would be, it doesn't really get into specifics, but a partnership where there would be a West Coast team, you know, a combination of the two conferences that would play for a championship in Las Vegas. Now, with the way that the two conferences are looking, the Big Ten, uh, Pac-12, is down to 10 teams right now. The uh, the ACC has 14 teams, or 13 teams, excuse me, and that would give them about, you know, 20 teams-ish, if, especially if the Pac-12 loses more teams to the Big 12, which is the other rumor. So there's a lot of balls in the air here. But we're going to talk about what this means, if it was to happen, and why I don't like it at all. <laughs> okay? Because, so first of all, when you're looking at something like this, the first thing that pops up to my mind is loose partnership. What does that mean? What does loose partnership mean? And how legally binding is the term loose partnership? Because we just had, in 2021, the alliance with the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC, and what ha- that was not legally binding at all. That was a handshake deal between, at that point, John Swafford, Kevin Warren, and George Klayevkov of the Pac-12. What ends up happening? Warren goes behind Klayevkov's back and takes USC and UCLA. So this that that whole big deal that we made about this alliance last year, this thing that was going to be built to combat the SEC ended up becoming a big nothing. I mean, in the last year, all the, the only time I ever heard the Alliance brought up was a celebration of Title IX. And there's nothing wrong with celebrating Title IX, but you were, you were hoping when this thing was coming out that there'd be more uh, teeth to it, right? You were hoping that the Alliance would mean, oh, some robust scheduling. BC would play Michigan and Stanford would play Ohio State. And all, you know, all those things in between that you would hope for as a college football fan. And what came from it? Nothing. It was nothing because it wasn't legally, it wasn't a legal contract. It was simply just a handshake deal. And if you're in business, you know, for the most part, those things are worth nothing. They are worth not less than the, than the, the wind that you put out to, to say thank you when you're talking to that person. So when I hear about a rumor 
about this loose partnership between the Pac-12 and the ACC, I shudder again. Because to me, when I hear that the there's two conferences that haven't done anything contractual, that makes me think that this is just more nonsense. That things are going to happen that are going to make one of the two conferences, you know, like Doug the dog and uh, up go squirrel. That's kind of like what's going to happen with these two conferences, right? Something's going to happen. They're going to go into the other direction, and then the other the other conference is left in the wind. So, yeah, it's nice to hear something because, as I said on Locked On ACC, which just dropped this morning, I was getting really frustrated that you're hearing from the Big Twelve, the SEC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12. Jim Phillips has been absolutely silent through this whole thing, as his conference is on the verge of being picked by vultures. Because you know that the SEC really likes Clemson, as why shouldn't they? Florida State, Miami, possibly UNC. And that if the Big Ten is thinking of, of, of picking the bones off the carcass, there's more teams that could, could scramble from that too. So to hear something is, is a good sign. At least there's that. But to me, as I posted on my site, BC Bulletin, I still write, I'm still writing there until the end of July. This seems to me like you are just shuffling the decks of ch- the, the deck chairs on the Titanic because you need something contractual. You need a team to come into the conference, you need to fix your ESPN media rights, you need to figure out something legal. Because when you go to Clemson's AD or you go to Florida State's AD and you tell them, we have a loose partnership, they're going to laugh in your face and say, cool, well, you know what the SEC is offering me? A contract worth way more money than your loose partnership. Okay? So I hope that this rumor is a, a starting point. That's what I think they need to do. Okay, so you have a loose partnership. I mean, starting point before you even make any agreement. Like Jim Phillips and the aide and the commissioner for the Pac-12 or Pac-10, if you want to call it back to where it used to be, they need to sit down and really hammer out details. Yeah, and we'll talk about what that could look like in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With all the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seeming intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only of the brands their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and at your pocket. So you save time with money using Rock Auto. Why spend to choose 30 to 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. With Rock Auto prices, they're reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need with brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find their locked their solution to your auto parts needs. And when you go over to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available and make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com this is AJ Black, Locked On Boston College. I feel like we've become like the sister show of Locked On ACC, but the ACC news and how this new wave of conference realignment unveils and how it 
develops directly impacts Boston College. So I could give you linebacker previews, but this stuff is way more important right now for the future of Boston College football and athletics on campus, right? So we're discussing this this loose loose partnership, which I hate that word, <laughs> um, about the ACC and Pac-12. The two conferences that seem to be on the outside looking in right now, honestly, which is crazy because you looked at you know Rutgers and Maryland when the when the conference realignment wheel was going, and they looked like the teams that were on the outside. But now they're laughing at Boston College and Syracuse and every other team as they're sitting in the money in the Big Ten, right? So this this idea that Dennis Dodd brings up of a partnership that brings in a conference championship that somehow meshes the ACC and Pac-12, this is a good idea that needs more teeth, is where I'm going, where I'm kind of sitting at in terms of where this should develop. I don't, I don't think having a loose partnership, I keep using that word because it makes me sick, is enough to keep the ACC healthy. You need to go and take that next step. You need to get pen to paper with specifics with the Pac-12 about where the conferences are going and get that new memorandum done because you can't just sit back and wait. Now, the reason a lot of this is happening, and Dodd brings it up in his article, is that both conferences are trying desperately to get out of their awful media deals that they have with the ESPN. Now, Pac-12 on Tuesday started their own process of getting uh, to, to start negotiating because they're out of their grant of rights deal. They can do that now. But the ACC, as we've talked about on this podcast many times, they're locked in with AC, with ESPN until 2036. And as I've mentioned before, things have to happen for the ACC to get them back to the table. They need to prove in court or with lawyers that, hey, this contract, we have to tear it up because we have new members or we're re-establishing re, uh, how our um, our conference is, is working. So th- the ACC needs to figure out something here. And they could do that. It's a good idea by Phillips to, to mesh with the Pac-12. But I think they need to take it a step further. And I said this on the... Um, Locked on ACC show yesterday. It's you know my my main thought of where this is all going to go, and some of you disagree, and that's fine. It's just where I think it's going to go is that we're going to have a Northern Conference and a Southern Conference, and the Big Ten basically would run the Northern Conference, and it would be split up like a Western group, a Midwest group, and Eastern group, so that you'd have your regional rivalries both on the North and the South. Um, but it would be run like that, and if you do it with thirty plus teams on each one then all 65 Power 5 schools should be covered, and it kind of gives you the structure that you need, and it doesn't leave out a whole bunch of teams. I think that my, my guess is the end game is that's where it's going to end up. But right now, it looks more like there's some consolidation in these conferences, right? So what the Pac-12 and ACC, the two conferences in the weakest footing right now, because if the Big 12 adds... Um, Arizona, Colorado, Arizona State, and I'm already blanking on the fourth one, Utah. Then the Pac-12 is 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 pretty crip, pretty weak, right? And there's the possibility that one of the other conferences could try to snag Stanford, Oregon. The ACC needs to be proactive right now and go to Pac the Pac-12 and go to the media, um, you know, the the people in their media groups, and get the new contract for an, a new conference 
that combines the ACC and Pac-12. You have to do it. Because that's the only way I can see the ACC getting out of this other than getting Notre Dame. And we've talked to our face turns, Blue, that, you know, Swarbuck and Swarbuck and, and Notre Dame, their AD, they're very content to sit back and watch all this unfold and try to f- put their hand in with the winner. And right now that winner is not the ACC. So that does not seem like the wisest move right now. However, you go in, you get that deal done now before more teams leave the Pac-12. You now have a conf- a super conference that has Pac-12 after dark, which would be fun for the East Coast. Wouldn't be fun for me having to cover it and having to write up games at 2 o'clock in the morning with young kids. But I digress. Okay, But it would be fun, right? Having a Stanford-Boston College game. I bet many of you would be very excited to see that or to travel out there or go to Eugene. Or, or you know, Washington. There's, there's still many good programs that are fun in the Pac-12. And then all of a sudden, you're getting some good talent into this new conference. And it's okay that it was called the Atlantic Coast Conference. You can change the name of it. You can make it the Coastal Conference and then have the Atlantic Coast and the Pacific Coast. Change it up a little bit. And then you can go from there. And then... On top of that, you have one division, and you have the Eastern Division and the Western Division, and have the winners of each of those divisions play in a conference championship game. Boom, you've got it done. Then, with schools like, as I said, Oregon, Stanford, um, you can add, you can make your proposal to Notre Dame look that much more robust. That you're not this weak t- conference that's on the outside looking in. You're a a a, a major com- competitor, and you'd get ESPN back to the the table. So you should be getting more money, and hopefully ESPN will be looking, going, okay, I want to bring because Fox is most likely going to get the Big Ten. ESPN's going to go, ooh, I can get Notre Dame in this deal. Let's do that. So there's a lot of opportunity here, but the conferences themselves need to work together. And they need to not just do handshake deals. They've got to be, they've got to really, there needs to be bullet points about everything. Okay, so every year, the Pac-12 teams play the, the ACC teams X amount of times. This is what happens. The, the you know, there's going to be a matchup between, there's going to be cross rivalries. That's fine too. So you can get like, you can, you can appease a Clemson or a Florida State by saying, okay, Clemson's, cross the country rival is Oregon. That's something you could do so that they have a little bit more oomph in their schedule, which you know that they want. You can do something like that. I've heard as well, other things that have been bounced around is that the ACC might not make it an even cut of the media deals. Now, how happy would Clemson be if they got more of a cut every year because they're number one in the country, right? That could be another way to add some details, but you have to cut that into a contract, right? So what I'm saying is I don't hate, as I said, I don't hate this loose partnership, the the theory of what's going into it. I do hate that, again, it's not something concrete. Concrete to me is what UCLA and USC did. They signed pen to paper with the Big Ten. They are there. That's what the ACC needs to do. That's what the Big Twelve, uh, the Pac-12 needs to do as well in order to get this going. And anything in between is a gigantic failure if that's what they're going to be going for. Now, if the ACC wants to go somewhere else with this, if they want to explore something else, good luck. I don't. I saw Bill Connolly tweet out the top twenty-five. I think it was S and P uh, schools over the last ten years, 
and the SEC and Big Twelve, a uh, Big Ten, have a majority of them. There's other schools that are available, couple smattering in the ACC, couple smattering in the Big Twelve, but outside of that, you're starting to really rub into turning your conference into an outside, you know, a, a less than Power Five program, and that's not what you need to do. So. I think the Pac-12 and the ACC need to work together. They need to contractualize everything. Now, in our final segment, I'm going to give you an update on where I think BC stands right now as we head into the end of the week on, on a busy week of full of updates on conference realignment. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, the coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness, but stop drooling and listen to me right now. They are good for you. They have low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and they are still delicious. I love having one every single day around 2.30. It gives me the energy I need to get through my busy day. Now, coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time, so go to Built.com to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. So go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Locked on Boston College, AJ Black here. So, I just wrapped up my conversation about where the ACC stands. Now, you're a Boston College fan if you're listening to this. You're wondering where Boston College stands in all of this talk. And obviously, the the, the best thing that could happen to BC is that the ACC figures out how to get its head out of the sand and keep itself healthy enough to keep teams like Clemson, Florida State, Miami, UNC in the conference and happy. You don't want, if you're BC at this point, you do not want the conference to start to corrode. You don't want to see teams starting to leave because then when the rats start leaving the ship, the sinking ship, you have to understand where BC stands in terms of its pecking order. Now, as I've said on previous episodes, I think if the conferences end up in a north and southern mega conferences, and again, this is what I predict will happen, I could be wrong. If that's what happens, I still think Boston College will have a spot. I said that, and I saw someone misquote me about the Big Ten taking the BC. I was saying that in context of a mega conference. I wasn't saying that about the Big Ten. Now, I hope, I hope that the, the best situation right now for BC is the ACC to stay put because they're stu- they're locked in. They're, they don't have to move anything. You don't hear BC's name much in any conversations in terms of other, um, you know, realignments or Big Ten trying to snipe somebody. Because remember, the grants of rights, they're going to have a humongous exit fee for whatever school tries to breach them. Now, for a school like Clemson or Florida State or Miami, if they end up in the SEC, they can swallow that, right? They can, they can probably also figure out some legal way of getting out of it as well. I'm not sure the the legality. I, I just think in the world when things want to happen, they'll happen, right? But for Boston College, the ACC needs to stay in place. However, as I said, if the if the Big Ten decides to go big and, and become the big conference, if you want to call it that, whatever you want to call it, right? I still think Boston College has some assets that does make them attractive to a bigger conference. They have the Boston media market, as I've said before. 
you know, Boston College itself may not have the biggest ratings, but there's a huge population here filled with Big Ten graduates. Michigan, Ohio State, you name it. They've all they all live around here. You go to a bar during Saturday football games, they're out there. So I don't think that's a, a big issue. And I think there's some sports that aren't football. I know football's gonna run most of this, but if Big Ten is really pushing to get all sports, the BC has some things that could be interesting. I think the rise of women's sports is understated a little bit in, in terms of many of the media markets because it's getting bigger. And one of the biggest sports that's starting to emerge, and I'll tell you guys this, is women's lacrosse. And who has one of the best women's lacrosse teams in the country? BC. So they have stuff there. And I still wonder, too, another sport that's on the rise is hockey. If the Big Ten would be interested in BC because then they could add BC for men's and women's hockey. And I know a lot of folks out there might not like the idea of leaving the Hockey East. And I honestly, I don't know what the Hockey East contract is. I did not look into it. But I would imagine the Big Ten would love to have matchups like Michigan and Wisconsin and Michigan State against BC in in that in those in those games. So there's some other things. I you know basketball obviously is struggling right now, but I don't think these moves may happen for a couple of years. And if Earl Grant can get BC back into a better spot, then the basketball program could be attractive too. But again, this I think BC to a Big Ten move is not going to happen for a while. You know, I think more dominoes will have to fall. The ACC will have to crumble. And then you're going to have to cross your fingers, basically, right? Because if the ACC remains without Florida State, Miami, and you know Clemson, it's going to be like like it's going to be a G5 school, basically. So BC needs to be proactive here, and you 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 got to hope that um, that Blake James kind of does the same thing that Gene Filippo did, and, and is proactive in figuring out what's the best footing for their school before before they end up like UConn. So that's my thoughts. I don't I don't have a prediction right now where BC ends up. I said before I think they may end up in the Big Ten eventually, but I I just hope that the ACC can figure things out so that we can all breathe and not have to worry about you know college football dissolving. Because I think in the end, you know, yeah, it's great that you have um, you know mega conferences with big time matchups, but there's still business with some of the smaller schools too. And if you just make this all about the big schools. You do lose business there too, and I know uh, uh, more matchups like you know Clemson and Georgia or whatever are going to have humongous ratings. But I think football-wise, you you need product for all the channels, and there's so many channels out there right now that need it and that rely on it that you can't just leave them out. So I think they're going to figure out a way to make sure that you know these 30 or 20 schools aren't just left in the lurch because that's not good business in the, in the grand scheme of things. Well, this is AJ black. We will return on Monday with a new show. Hopefully we'll have some recruiting news and all the other things that you depend on here. You can follow my work at Eagle insider on the two, four, seven sports network. Um, I'm the publisher over there. We have some great stuff. Make sure you sign up for our message board. That's free and become a member. I also make sure you subscribe on YouTube. If you're listening to this and you were one of the new ones that subscribed, thank you so much. We had about 25 new followers in the last like three days. It's, it's huge. Um, for just a small BC YouTube page, uh, make sure you you join up. The, the comment section on anything I post, ACC realignment related, 
blows up. So you want to be part of it because it, it gets it gets funny because it's either interesting comments or uh, thoughts of where it's going to go, bashing Boston College nonstop, or bashing me, telling me I don't know what I'm talking about. So you get to read a little smattering of everything. So check it out. Go to Locked On Boston College on YouTube and hit that subscribe button and listen to us there and join the join the join the comment section and have fun with that. So thank you all for listening. We'll see you again soon. Take care.